Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. I need some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back because it's rude. Root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Cause it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. This is Funny the Clown Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth, live from Fenway Park here in Boston. July 28th, 2020, episode 71. Here to discuss Boston comedian Conan O'Brien on the late night talk show circuit as always funny clown podcast brought to you by g vegas buffalo sauce for the spicy sweet savory taste at game time there's only one g vegas go to www.gvegas.webs.com uh buffalo sauce man uh, order some ship right to your door homemade fresh go green support the local guy it's all good uh all right so hey you know i'm risking covid being up here in boston but you know that's what I do for you guys, man. I, I put myself in these situations to bring you to, to these places here, like uh, Fenway Park. And there goes my bag. I gotta chase that down. Give me one second. Alright, I'm back. Don't you worry about it. That's what happens in the wind up here in Boston, man. Things go flying, but uh, I got it. I'm back. You're back. You're still with me. And if you like the uh, late night talk show circuit, you like Conan O'Brien now, don't you? Of course you do. Alright, what are we going to tell you about Conan O'Brien? Uh, let's see, well, best best known for Late Night with Conan O'Brien, um, The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, and Conan on TBS Cable TV. Uh, prior to the Late Night Circuit, he was a writer for Saturday Night Live and The Simpsons. And If, you, if you're a comedian, those are two things, you know, you dream of doing, man. Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, I mean, these are the top of the comedy game right there. So, uh, he's, he's done that stuff. Uh, born in Brookline, Massachusetts, right here, close to Fenway Park. Uh, attended Harvard University. Uh, Harvard grad, man, you're going far. He went far, okay? See, I went to high school. I went to a trade school. I don't get any Harvard background, but, uh, you know, I'm the blue collar. I'm the regular. I'm the regular guy like you guys. That's why I do a podcast because the regular folk listen to podcasts. But if you're at Harvard, then you go for the late night circuit for the intelligence stuff. Okay, uh, more of the blue collar stuff. Uh, let's see. Well, he was at Harvard University. He was a writer for uh, not necessarily the news. Uh, after writing for several successful comedy shows in L.A. He joined the Saturday Night Live staff and he did two Simpsons, two seasons on The Simpsons, as we mentioned. And, uh, man, The Simpsons, I gotta give them credit. They're always just, always, always, always uh, hitting, like, the, the big-name comedians before they hit it big, or even when they hit it big, but uh, big place for comedy on The Simpsons. I mean, I think almost every podcast I've done, I mentioned the comedians been on The Simpsons, so... Hats off to them, you know, but hey, you got the number one longest running cartoon on TV, then I guess you can pick and choose who you want. Everybody wants to be a part of it. Uh, 
Uh, let's see, NBC uh, took over on Late Night for David Letterman, so uh, took over The Tonight Show for several months, then he was replaced. Uh, uh, the late night wars, they called it. It was all about, you know, the politics. And I've always said there's three sides of comedy. There's the uh, the business side, the political side, and the being funny side. And the being funny side always comes in dead last. And, man, he got caught right in the middle of that stuff. And I recently watched it. Uh, I had always wanted to watch it. I never knew it. I, I came back in my mind while I was getting ready for this. But uh, it's on YouTube. It's free. Go there. Watch Night Shift, okay? And it's all about the late night wars. And if you wonder wondered how dirty of a business uh, comedy is, uh, uh, Night Shift, okay, that, that's about uh, the big Letterman and uh, Jay Leno and uh, Johnny Carson when he retired and just how cutthroat it was for getting that show and uh, it's just, uh, if, you're, if you're a young comedian thinking about doing it, I'd recommend watching that show because that shows you what you're in for. You ready to get dirty? Well, that's just how dirty it gets right there, so go ahead and watch it. Uh, hosted the Emmys and uh, the Christmas in Washington show. Um, he was a subject of a documentary, uh, Conan O'Brien Can't Stop, so, you know, people making documentaries about you are at the top of your game. Did a 32-city tour, later an 18-city tour, um, of, uh, stand-up comedy, okay, so, I mean, he, he was selling out all the big venues, doing that many cities on the road that long, uh, but it's always good to get back to what you do, you know, I mean, you can do the movies, you can do the TV, but stand-up's where you started, and there's nothing like a live audience, okay? It's great to be on TV, but there's nothing like... That's why they started doing studio audiences, you know, just to, to see how they'd react while you were on. They gave you that live vibe while you were doing TV, so it kind of brought stand-up in by bringing a live studio audience in into the uh, television studio. Um, after Letterman retired, he was known as the elder late night guy. He's actually the longest guy who's been on, you know, late night. They got what Jimmy Fallon and and uh, what drawing uh, a blank now. Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, yeah, all the late night guys. Well, he's the oldest one who's been on TV. Who would have thought in the days of you know Jay Leno and David Letterman and Johnny Carson? Who knew Conan to be like the veteran of the late night circuit right now? But he stands as the veteran guy. Um, at uh, 26 years old, Time Magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people in the world, which, I mean, that, that's saying something, but, uh, you know, the older generation, they didn't get the guy, but he was the younger generation's comic, and that's why they wanted him on The Tonight Show right there, because, you know, the young kids were tuning into him, uh, the older generation probably didn't get him, but uh, the younger kids, they loved him, man, they came out for this guy, and he had a big influence with the young kids, and... That's probably why, you know, Saturday Night Live and The Simpsons, you know, he's known from there. And those are all the, the young kids tune in those shows. Uh, let's see, back to the beginning, uh, Brookline High School. He was his newspaper editor in the first year. Um, so going back to high school, he was already editing the school newspaper. Uh, uh, second year, he was an intern for a congressman. Uh, and he won a national writing contest. Well, he was an intern for that congressman. Uh, graduated valedictorian of his high school. Um, from there, uh, as we mentioned, went to Harvard. He graduated magna cum laude. I don't even know what magna cum laude is. I've heard the term, but I mean, you're at the top of your top of your class. I know that if you're magna cum laude, valedictorian. I mean, this guy was at the top of everything. He paid his dues. That's called paying your dues when you're young. You don't get to the top without paying your dues in any field. Okay, this guy's paying his dues when he's young. Uh, writer on Saturday Night Live when finally Tom Hanks and John Lovitz gave him a break. They put him in his extras and some of their skits, which 
I guess as a regular, some of the writers, they get to be extras, you know, when uh, people do skits, and that's how you move up. Police are coming for somebody here in Boston. I don't know who, but I hope it's not me. But it could be me. I don't know. You know, here in Boston, anything can happen. I don't know. Uh, let's see. All right. So Tom Hanks, John Lavitz gave him a break, put him in a skit. Uh, in 1991, he uh, quit Saturday Night Live with no plan whatsoever. He just decided it wasn't him anymore. He wanted to do something else, but had no idea what. And you know, it's like any job. You can be happy there. You can do it for a while, but you have your run, and you know it's time to do something else. And even if you don't know, you know what else that is that you're gonna do. You know, you know when it's time to move on from something. It becomes Groundhog Day after that. You're just repeating the same day every day over and over at work. It's time to move on and do something else. Quit that show. He kind of wandered around uh, New York at the time. Uh, let's see, 1991 to 93. That's when The Simpsons came from. They recognized his work on Saturday Night Live, and. Uh, they, they, they brought him in as a writer, so he was doing a lot of writing. He was writing on Saturday Night Live. Now he's writing for The Simpsons. A great writer for comedy. Uh, they said he fit right in in the writing thing. You know, when all the writers got together at the table, he was like the first one to speak up and take over like the whole room and, you know, really run things there. Uh, they said he was responsible for some of the best episodes of The Simpsons ever. And if you consider it's the longest running cartoon on TV, that's saying something right there because they've had one hell of a lot of episodes, man. So. That's a heck of a credit to have to your name right there. Uh, let's see, he was approached to be a producer of uh, The Late Show. Uh, and his agent, you know, stressed uh, the, the people of The Late Show that wanted him to be a, be the producer of it, that he was really interested in performing, which, you know, you can write for so long, you know, and be the, the background guy. At some point, you want to stand out in front and be the mainstream guy. So uh, after a tryout, he was chosen to host The Late Night Show. Um, however, he was still on a contract to Fox, so he had to get out of that, so it was decided that uh, Conan and NBC, they split the cost of getting out of his contract to Fox TV so that he could, that he could go there and uh, be the host of uh, Late Night. Um, September 1993 was the, his first episode, and it wasn't received well by critics. Like I said, you know, these are older critics in there, and he had a younger generation, and uh, you know, it wasn't a natural fit that began what it was a rough start to his career, we'd say. He finally found his groove later on, but like anything, you know, the first day at any job, you're not the best guy there. you got to find your groove, you know, and yeah, he worked his way there, but it's a whole new platform for him. Uh, he was known to be nervous and fidgety on camera, which, I mean, yeah, you're host of The Late Show. This is everything you dreamed of. Your first episode, I'd be shitting myself. Yeah, no, no kidding. He was nervous and fidgety. Who wouldn't be? But uh, he made it, man. You know, he had to get over the... Get over the fear, just like, a, you know, comedy. you got to get over your fear of being up there before you can be funny. And then you start to be funny after you get over your fear. So, uh, uh, a lot of times they said he was too smart for his audience, which, I mean, you know, he's a graduate of Harvard, valedictorian, you know, magna cum laude and all that stuff. I mean, he's a smart guy. And like I said, the blue-collar audience didn't get him, where the younger kids probably got him, but the older kids didn't. So, he had to find his audience, I guess they call it. Uh, the show slowly improved with uh, signature sketches like the picture, he put a picture up of like a famous person and they'd like blur somebody else's mouth, you could so tell it was blurred in that somebody else was talking, but it became a popular sketch for him. And the masturbating bear, that was another popular sketch, so people started tuning in to see those sketches once he had some popular ones. Uh, they started transforming the show. Uh, uh, once they transformed the show, the writing team was annually nominated for Emmy Awards. 
And uh, so, you know, here's a show that wasn't well received to begin with, and now they're, they're up for Emmy Awards. So we definitely turned the show around, and that's not easy, man, because they get sick of you, they get rid of you big time. If they're not making money, they'll cut you for the next guy quick. So he made it before the cut. He started putting out some good stuff. Um, then, hey, every comic's dream, The Tonight Show came calling. Uh, he did seven months uh, after, as, as a guest, uh, guest host. Uh, after seven months, it was decided he would take over for Jay Leno, and Jay Leno retired. Um, well, Conan had much lower ratings than Jay Leno, but, I mean, Jay Leno was established how long he'd be on. You know, he was the... He was the next after Johnny Carson, you know, he, he had worked himself up, he's getting big ratings and no guy's going to take over and be Jay Leno. You had to find your audience and build it up just like he did beforehand. Uh, because he didn't get the ratings Jay Leno did, uh, NBC scrambled, okay, because they're making money. They want ratings, that's how they make money. Uh, they suggested moving time slots for Conan to uh, bring back Jay Leno and Conan wasn't happy about that at all because they wanted to bump him over, I think it was to midnight, and put Jay on before him for a half hour and he's like, well, who's going to tune me in after Jay's got the primetime spot? And he said, no way. Uh, he negotiated a release from his contract. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, with the low ratings, they were happy to, to let him go from his contract because the NBC wasn't making money. Uh, the release from his contract paid him $45 million. So, yeah, he's set up for the rest of his life. But now if you're a comic, you just lost your dream of being, you know, the, the, you know, the host of The Tonight Show. It's what every comic dreams of, okay? So he had his dream in hand. Yeah, he's never going to work another day, but he lost his dream. So um, once he left The Tonight Show, he was still a hot commodity. Uh, there were rumors that uh, other networks came calling, ranged from Fox TV to Comedy Central to TNT to HBO to FX to Showtime to USA. Everybody wanted this guy when he left The Tonight Show because everybody wanted to know his next move, you know, and he was making fun of his exit on TV before he exited, and everybody wanted to see what he had to say about his first episode, so he was the hot comic at the time, you know. Uh, I remember Andrew Dice Clay, he got banned for life from MTV, and he was more popular for being banned from life than he was if he had stayed on MTV. Well, Conan at this time for getting fired or negotiating his way out, well, he was more popular for doing that than had he stayed on, you know, early on. I'm sure he would have found his niche and been more popular later, but uh, anybody wanted to see his next move, um, Um, he reached a settlement. He couldn't be on television for one year when he did leave NBC because, you know, that NBC didn't want their audience just immediately following him and then not, not tune into the new guys. So he had to have a grace period, they call it, and not being on TV for one year. After that year was up, he then spoke on 60 Minutes about the whole ordeal, and that went down as one of the best interviews uh, that 60 Minutes did for comedy because uh, everybody wanted to see, you know, his side of the story. And he was, you know... Uh, he was Harvard about it, man. Very polite, very factual, you know. He wasn't the grumpy guy you were tuning in to expect, you know. He said, hey, this is what happened, this is what I do, this is what I did, these are the facts. That's it. He didn't go on there and, you know, put on a bitch storm like everybody would have accepted him to do. In that year, uh, you know, to stay relevant, he did a 30-city live tour titled The Legally Prohibited From Being Funny on TV Tour. And... Uh, <laughs> He did a third 30 cities, he did that tour, uh, did some stand-up comedy, some music, and it was well-received, selling out in a lot of cities. Uh, after the year was over, it was announced going to be on TBS. He was bumping George Lopez one hour to midnight, uh, but he only did that with George's blessing. He said there's no way he'd do what Jen Lano did to him, you know, and come back in and take over. You only do it if, you know, 
if Lopez was okay with it, which Lopez, I'm sure his options were, you know, either do it or get fired. So, I mean, yeah, you got my blessing. I don't want to get fired, but uh, I think Lopez thought, hey, Conan, you know, two stars are bigger than one. We'll take over late night by having them on, but there's only that one primetime spot, you know? I mean, people don't stay up. They got to work in the morning, so you get the primetime spot. The late night, it's not as attractive. That's why nobody nobody wants to get booted there. Uh, um, his opening show, Conan on TBS, blew away late night. Um, and, you know, like I said, everybody wanted to see him, you know, see what he was going to say. Everybody tuned in. Just blew away in the ratings. Ratings were high. TV extended his show to 2014 to 2018. Then again in 2017 to 2022. Um, he uh, took a break in between to do another national tour. Like I said, you know, you always miss doing the live shows. There's nothing like them. But he went back to TV eventually. Uh, 2019, he returned with a half-hour format and no band whatsoever, which, you know, Tonight Show was always the Tonight Show band. Everybody had a band. Letterman had one. Carson had one. Jay Leno had one. But it was a quicker cut-down show version, kind of like what they wanted Jay Leno to do, a half-hour version before him on the Tonight Show, you know. So he did the cut-down version uh, 2018. Uh, he did, like, Funny Like a Clown podcast. He launched his own podcast called... Conan Needs a Friend podcast. Um, you know, podcasts are safe because uh, nobody's going to fire you, okay? You got no boss, you know, you're live on the internet, it's safe. Uh, you own the rights to it because it's your thing. Somebody ain't hiring you to do it. If it takes off, it's your show. You don't have to answer to anybody where if you're being hired by CBS or ABC or NBC, you work for them, okay? If you do a podcast, you work for yourself, it's all you, and you get to visit fun places like Fenway Park like me, okay? So it's a lot of fun. Um, he's one of the top podcasts on iTunes, and uh, iHeartRadio gave him an award for the best comedy podcast. Uh, like I said, podcasts, the young audience is there, man, and he's popular with the young audiences, and it just blew him away, man. And uh, So now he's got one of the most popular podcasts, and... I thank you guys for making Funny Like Cloud podcast more popular each week. I'm getting more listeners, and I'm having fun, man. It's fun to, it's fun to learn about, uh, you know, what you love. And I love comedy. And you know, if you don't know the history of comedy, how good of a comedian you can be. You know, learn from, learn from the mistakes, learn from the success. You learn, learn about comedy. That's what we're doing here. Uh, he's a TV. He, he became a TV producer with his sidekick there, Andy uh, Baracker. Andy Baker P.I., excuse me, uh, he, he did a show with him, but that was quickly canceled, so wasn't as good as a producer, um, but it's tough to strike gold. How many times can you strike gold? Something, something's due to fail, you know. Uh, as I've all said, voice work, a lot of money in cartoons, and they're safe, man. Those kids are going off the cartoons. I uh, did a lot of voice work playing himself on The Simpsons, so after his ready, he made a return, you know, playing himself as Conan O'Brien, now the popular guy, not just the writer for the show. He was on Futurama, uh, Christmas Story, uh, Robot Chicken, Batman the Animated Series, uh, Nickelodeon's The Penguins of Madagascar, uh, did a lot of TV work, he did 30 Rock, The Office, uh, Primetime Emmy Awards host, MTV Movie Awards host, uh, I mean, this guy, you know, he's, he's stayed relevant. He's done it all. Uh, probably, you know, not probably. He didn't have the career he would have had, you know, had he stayed the, the host of The Tonight Show. But, I mean, he's got $45 bucks, and he's still relevant. He ain't doing bad either. Like like Lopez said, you know, when Lopez got fired from TBS, you know, when he got, he got 36 hours to get out of the office. He didn't get, he didn't get $45 million in another show and everything he wanted, you know. So, um, 
I've had this problem here, and I guess this was the down point of his career. And uh, he had a stalker, and in, in, uh, while he was doing comedy, it was a priest for a Boston archdiocese who went to Harvard with him. And I guess he thought they were friends from Harvard. It might have been, but he kept stalking him. I got to the point he got creepy, and Conan just wanted him to stay away, and he had to get a court order. And I've had a stalker in comedy. I had a guy who did my TV show with me, and it got to the point where, I mean, I, I, I'd post something on Facebook, and he'd always have something negative to say. And it was like, hey, what do you do? Stare at your phone 24-7, wait for me to post something and to respond? And it got scary to the point where it was like, you know, he thought I should have moved him up quicker than he was ready to move up because, you know, he helped me out where I wasn't going to let him do anything before he was ready, and he wasn't ready, but nobody wants to hear they're not ready when they're a young comic. Everybody's the next George Carlin. Nobody wants to pay their dues. And, uh, yeah, it's scary, man. If you got a stalker, you know, it's a scary thing, and you can joke about it, ha-ha, you had a stalker. There's nothing funny about somebody stalking you, man. So uh, hats off to Conan for, for dealing with that and uh, going through that. You know, the, that's the price of fame, I guess, that there's always a downside you know, to, to anything you do, anything you do positive, somebody's out there who wants to do something negative on the other side of it, man, you know, not everybody's a positive person in life, so stay positive, I guess, is the best thing I could say. All right, let's see what the fans had to say, because as always, this show is about the fans. I asked your favorite memory of Conan O'Brien. Alan Gitlin says none. So I guess he's an older guy there, Alan, so I guess he didn't get Conan, he's late now. Uh, PJ Brown chimes in, the tallest guy overcame being caught in the middle of a late night shake-up shitstorm. And, um, yeah, it's not easy, man, you know, there's only one Tonight Show and everybody wants it and everybody will cut your throat to get it. And to go through that, it's not easy. I'm sure it takes a toll on your nerves. Uh, Ned Rice, the day is awful show got canceled, alright, another guy who's not big of a fan. Uh, Martin D. Ballin, no memory, all-timers already, alright, everybody wants to be comedian, he's a joker, okay. Neil Fogel, uh, terrific comedy writer, mediocre television host, received $14 million in compensation when NBC took him away from his short-lived stay on The Tonight Show. And uh, I'll do a short-lived stay on The Tonight Show for $14 million or $45 million or whatever he got. You give me $1 million, I'll do an episode of The Tonight Show. No problem, okay? So hey, don't cry for me, Argentina. Uh, Mike Wagner, I'm sorry, who? Okay, so Mike Wagner, another old guy. The older guys, they want Johnny Carson. They don't get, they don't get the genius of Conan's young audience and what he's bringing to TV. Uh, Cosmo comedian, when I turned him off, he no funny. Okay, uh, some good English for you there, Cosmo. Let's see. Uh, Craig uh, Prusha, trips to Italy. I don't know what was going on in Italy with Conan, so I guess you have to crash Craig about that one. Uh, Brian Morgan, uh, there are too many to count. I remember watching his show as a teenager. I would cry laughing. Uh, he is my comedy hero. So, all right, so some people don't like him. There's a younger guy who, you know, that's his inspiration. Conan made this guy want to try comedy because Conan inspired him so much to do so. Uh, Dub, uh, wow, Bub Daddio uh, says, who? And, uh, yeah, like you don't know Conan O'Brien, okay? And, uh, who's Bub Daddio would be more the question, I guess, on that one. Uh, hey, he's a listener. Thanks for tuning in, man. But uh guess he's not a Conan fan. Let's hope he's a fan of mine. Uh, let's see. Timothy Andrew Busses, Masturbating Bear. Yeah, that was one of his more popular skits that made him into the star he was and made people want to tune in to see what was going to happen with the bear. Edward LeClaire. I remember watching the first week of Late Night After Conan took over from Letterman. He was so shaky and nervous, especially... When it came time to do Letterman's established sketches that NBC claimed owned as intellectual property, 
Uh, then he got screwed over for the Tonight Show. And yeah, it's tough to follow in somebody's footsteps, you know, because you're always going to be compared to the guy before you. So if you're asking him to do somebody else's routines, he's automatically going to, you know, is he as good or as bad as the guy who did them before him? So that's why you want to stick to your own stuff because nobody's going to compare you. Nobody's done it yet. Um, his 60 minute interview after losing the Tonight Show, Tony DiGiamacco, DiGiamacco writes in. And yeah, that was a great interview, man. I mean,. Uh, everybody wanted to see, you know, what happened with him, and that's what happened with him. So, um, hey, you know, he only did seven episodes. He did get to host the Tonight Show. You know, David Letterman, he wanted it. David Letterman wanted to be a late-night hero. You know, Conan, he's a hero with the younger crowd. So, um, you know, there can only be one late-night host, but that don't mean your career's over, and it don't mean you can't do nothing else. So, no matter what you get kicked down from in life, don't forget there's always a tomorrow and when one door closes another door opens you take the most of your opportunities you don't just you know cry for yourself forever you know how can I turn a negative into a positive and that's what Conan did he turned a negative into a positive he lost late night but he still went on to be one of the, the late night heroes and now he's the elder statesman of late night so good for him huge hit with the younger generation and someday the younger generation is gonna be the older generation this is funny like a clown podcast live from you in Boston at Fenway Park Go Red Sox. I'm a Boston guy. Uh, keep laughing, man. Uh, keep doing what Conan did. Keep getting up tomorrow morning and trying to be better. And anything that happens negative in your life, turn it into a positive and you laugh about it. Because laughter is the best medicine. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.